0: I'm Katie Tremonti, and this is the original Design Restored podcast. Today, we are continuing our look at the gospel arc by going into the fall part of the gospel arc, and it's really the the hardest, the darkest, the saddest moment and reality of the gospel arc. We're looking at this gospel arc because it is foundational to understanding how transformation works. I shared in the last episode that. Too often the gospel story can become about just one moment or a line to cross and we can get the misconception that the gospel is this idea that I just need to ask Jesus into my heart and it's a prayer to, or it might be just a prayer that we're supposed to pray that we think we should pray or a moment only that it impacts when the gospel arc is really the story of all time and all people and all things. And it's also meant to impact my everyday life in a very real, practical, ongoing way. And so we're taking an expanded look at the gospel, really what it is, and then how it feels and how it shows up in my everyday life, so we can really broaden our concept of the gospel. And we're doing that on this podcast because the gospel story, the gospel arc, the gospel framework is significant to what we do at Original Design Restored. At our three-day intensives, we spend an entire afternoon developing this gospel framework and really talking about how it applies to our life, which also means that the observations that I make here today in this podcast, not all of them are my own. I've had many, many opportunities to talk over this framework with many people, and so I've gotten to hear so many rich conversations on these very passages of Scripture and on what they mean in life and what they mean to living and how they apply. So, not all these observations are my own. Also, this framework does not come from me. Originally, I got it from my husband, who got it from a teaching my husband heard from Jeff Vanderselt. So, this is not original with me. This is just a very helpful way to break down what is happening in the gospel story. So, today we are going to jump into the fall portion of the gospel. Last time we looked at creation and the peace and ease and rhythm and order. That was established at creation. And then we go into the fall today, and all of that breaks apart. What I'm primarily looking at today is what happened in Genesis 3. And then what happened in Genesis 3 affects humanity forever forward into the world that we live in today, essentially. In Genesis 1 and 2, we see God and humanity interacting and at peace and at ease with one another. And in Genesis 3, we see another relationship beginning, and that is the enemy of God interacting with humanity. There is an enemy to God and all that God has created. And in Genesis 3, we see him beginning his work of wanting to destroy what God had created and what was good and beautiful about what God created. And he begins by interacting with the woman in the story. So I'm reflecting on Genesis 3. We see this enemy enter the story and he interacts with the woman And he brings deception and doubt, and he begins to question God's goodness. And the woman believes him. And not only does she believe him, but when he's asking her, well, did God really say that? She even adds rules to what God said. So God had set up, at creation, he said, you may eat freely of the trees of the garden, except for this one tree. And she adds on to that, and no, he said, I shouldn't even touch it. And we don't have that in scripture. So she's adding on to the rules that were established. Creating further rules, and and I think for anyone who's been in the church culture, we can understand that as as legalism. There are boundaries, and then we add more rules onto rules, and that's not what God was saying. That was the woman's taking it further, but even more than the legalism, what we see is the enemy coming in and bringing doubt to God's goodness, and really doubt to can you trust God? Can you trust Him to have goodness for you? And this happens in this moment in the story, but going forward, that is the primary aim of the enemy towards all humanity from that moment forward, to question God's goodness and whether or not you can trust him and to really question how God set life out to be. So the woman now is not sure she can trust God, not sure that God has good for her and begins to process on her own, well, what should I do about this? And she actually chooses to trust the enemy of God over God. And she eats from the tree that was forbidden. And her eyes are open. And she also passes the fruit off to her husband. And he willingly participates as well. And now for both of them, in this I mean it's an instant, a moment, there is a fracture that happens that just dismantles all that has been created. The the ease, the peace, the purity of everything that had been created now is this fracture. And we we know that this fracture happens because when we read on in Genesis 3, we see God come into the garden to interact with humanity. And uh, again, I was talking about this with my husband earlier this week, and his observation was God has not changed. So in creation, we see God and humanity interacting and in each other's presence as though it is the normal thing because it was a normal thing at creation. And so God comes in to this moment where the fall has happened, and he's functioning as he has always functioned he's coming to be with humanity the man and the woman and to interact and to converse and to be together talk he has not changed but something has changed for the man and the woman and that is the result of what happened when they broke out of the parameters that god set because now all of a sudden in this moment they are hiding and god is asking questions so he could have come in i mean he already knew what happened he is god he is all knowing. He could have come into the garden shouting and yelling, blaming and shaming, saying how dare you do? We don't see an angry, fiery, really tearing down God in this picture. We see a God that comes in and is inviting and is in giving oppor- he's giving opportunity for the man and the woman to tell the story of what happened. What we see is that the man and woman has changed. They they've they've changed. They are hiding when he comes into the garden when he asks why it's because they are afraid so these are words that have not existed in the reality that has been prior to now but now all of a sudden we see them hiding because they are afraid and then as soon as god starts asking now comes in blame and shame they realize that they were naked and they felt shame i didn't hit on the same creation but it says they were naked and unashamed. And it's such an interesting thing to hit on because there is something weighty there. They were naked and unashamed at creation. And then as soon as they break out of God's parameters, they realize they are naked and they feel shame. And then they hide because they are afraid. And then when God starts asking, they begin to blame one another. So these words become a core reality in the fall existence. Blame, shame, hiding, and fear. And that was not the reality prior to the fall. So this fracture happens. This new reality is is in existence. God has not changed. He's still coming to interact with humanity. He's giving them a chance to explain. And there is this succession of blame, shame, hiding, and fear. And the man says, it's because of the woman that you gave me. So there's blame all over the place there. She says, it's the the enemy. He's deceived me. And it's just this domino effect. And then there are curses. There is this struggle that now comes in because of this. And then ultimately, God sends humanity out of this garden, out of this peaceful, perfect place, because not to punish, but out of provision and protection. Because now the world is fractured and broken, and and there is a separation between God and man. There is pain and dysfunction. Blame, shame, hiding and fear. And God knows that if they stay in the garden, they can continue to live forever because what's of what is because of what is available in the garden. And God knows to live forever in that broken reality in the fall, reality is too much to bear. So now they are out of the garden, out of provision and protection to not live forever the way that they are in the fall. But now we have death entering the story. And death becomes a part of the fall reality because now humanity will die. Now, God doesn't just leave that there and and, end the story and now that's over. He has a plan for rescue and redemption and reconnection, but we are sitting in the fall reality. And so for this episode, we're going to get there, but we are not there yet in this gospel arc. And so we need to sit for a moment in the fall and engage with the fall Ironically, I don't know that the fall reality is that far from any one of us because if we just look at our world around us or even at our home relationships, we can identify places of dysfunction, hurt, pain, wounding, struggle, sadness, shame, guilt, fear, and hiding. We can see decay, death, and destruction in the world around us. Our world is marked by the fall because that reality is still the dominant reality in our world. We don't live in a world that is in the creation reality. We live in a world that is in the fall reality. Our humanity exists in the fall. The first man and woman entered at creation and they got to experience that. But we exist in the fall. Every single one of us after that first man and woman entered a fallen, broken, hurting world. And we see the effects of it everywhere. So I I think it would be hard to deny that the fall is a part of the world that we live in because we can see dysfunction and destruction. We can see decay and death. That is the fall reality. And I think sometimes, sadly, I do think that we can make it about the world out there and not really look at how the fall affects the world in here, as in in my home, in my family relationships, in myself. In my soul, the reality of the fall is there. And I think the reason that we don't want to look there is because it is scary and we are not always assured that there is a rescuer who can overcome, that there is a God that is bigger. And that is why we need the gospel story and we're going to get to those pieces because it's too scary to look at the fall reality of my own soul if I don't have a God who's big enough to rescue, heal, and restore. So we have to have a big gospel story and a big God to be brave enough to look at the fall but we do. And so I would invite you to take an honest look at yourself and consider where the fall impacts your own life. It can be easy to think everything's okay when we're not looking at ourselves honestly, looking at the dysfunction, the sin, the destruction in our own selves, the darkness that is there. But if we're willing to look and to interact with God and to bring it before him with open hands and say, help me, he is ready and willing and has the power to bring about transformation in those places. So there is hope, but there is also the need to look honestly at yourself to engage that hope of transformation. We don't pursue transformation of things that we're not willing to admit. We don't pursue transformation of something that we haven't acknowledged as dark or dysfunctional or hurting or painful inside of us. So, as a part of this episode, I would invite you to sit with yourself before God and honestly take a look at the reality of the fall, not only that it affects the world around you, but the truth of it in your own soul. It is at that place that a process and a pursuit of transformation can begin with an all-powerful God who is loving and present and wanting to rescue in a moment, a poem will come on. It's my husband's spoken word poem on this piece of the gospel story, the fall reality, and I would invite you to sit and feel what this part of the gospel story feels like. I'd invite you to really enter into the presence of God and allow him to speak and reveal as you listen to this poem.
1: Alas. That bliss only lasts three chapters. Then a serpent shows up and brings disaster. He wanted to be master. Once an angel of God used to serve the king, now filled with jealousy, wanting to wear the royal ring. Full of pride, changed sides, then got thrown down from heaven like lightning from the sky. Cunning and crafty as nature was to lie. If you take that fruit, Eve, surely you won't die. He's holding out on you. Did God really say you can't have that fruit? Come this way. You can be like God, you can be in charge. He's keeping things from you, you deserve to live large. So take and eat, and I promise you'll see your best life now is found in that forbidden tree. So they ate and were well fed. Why, Adam, didn't you step on that snake's head? You let him stay and be a part of your crew, and like a fool, welcomed him into your marriage too. You ate of the tree, broke my decree, and became infected with humankind's first disease, sin. You'll pass it down to all your kin. It's relentless and will affect everyone regardless of skin The perfect flow of creation now interrupted Like a million volcanoes at once erupted The DNA of man somehow disrupted And the very hard drive of life became corrupted Everything made will now be marred Everything beautiful will end up with scars All good things will have a curse And the heart of man will go from bad to worse People instead of loving will choose to hurt Even your first son born will spill his brother's blood in the dirt I'll get blamed for the evil in the world, but it happened by human hands don't you understand fathers abusing children and people hurting each other was never my plan I shared with you Eden but you wanted to rule the land took the enemy's hand instead of mine rejected my truth accepted his lie in temptation you were paralyzed couldn't see the lies and instead of looking to me trusted in your own eyes look to your own supply which was deficient in the battle with this enemy you were never meant to be proficient apart from me you look to yourself and to your bride for what only I can provide. Look inside my heart and see the heart of a father that wants to protect his sons and daughters. My heart that now breaks because you broke my covenant. You don't understand it now, but I need to bring judgment. I'm sinning the devil and all that corruption, but I'll take no pleasure in the coming destruction. Don't misunderstand me and go running away. I see you naked and ashamed and I spill blood to come your way. Those big leaves won't do nor anything else you use to prove that you're okay you're not okay and for a long time it'll be that way but I promise one day to extend my right hand and save
0: but pray I saw Of sin undone anticipation,
1: Anticipation? a proclamation, a king to come, the work of sin undone. Really, who could help me? Who can rescue me? My life's a mess that you wouldn't believe I don't trust anyone cause they all deceive And so do I In order to survive This world is hard You gotta fight to stay alive I'd rather kill than be killed Bring death to be the one who dies I choose to abuse instead of the victim who cries I'll be the liar instead of falling for lies I'm on my own No trust in help from the skies I feel alone Surrounded on all sides, won't well, let myself be weak, all I got is my pride I wear a suit of armor, but it's just a disguise A hard exterior, insecurity inside Courses through my veins Affects every part of me and saturates my brain Distorts my thoughts, I do things I can't explain I feel no remorse, I glory in my shame Boasting my wickedness to increase my fame The best of being the worst is what i chose chosen for a name No hope in the world feels like one big game With only losers I'm shackled to this life even though I didn't choose her Couldn't refuse her sometimes wish I could life would be worth living if I could see any good I hear Messiah's coming but will he really care is he strong enough to get me out of this snare? When will he arrive Will I still be alive Maybe it's a fairy tale told to comfort the pain inside but that pain you can't hide that hurt on heal will devour you whole. Tear you up on the inside like a cancer of the soul It eats everything, unrestricted We're all affected, afflicted, infected, conflicted Can't be who we wanna be, I hate the man inside of me Who was it I was meant to be? Ah, he's under lock and key. not just a padlock that you can pop But a demon who's screaming at me, stop